0: brand new philadelphia-based sports gambling podcast brought to you by the believe podcast network i'm joe Simonera. i'm joined by shane karen shane tell us what's on tap for today
1: the shane train and nfl week 14
0: all right time to cash in all right it's time for the shane train shane our first stop has to be in south philadelphia where philadelphia phillies uh just just today introduced uh trey turner their their prize signee so far of the uh, offseason i can't imagine they sign anyone uh, better than him he you know fits in very well on a team that has the best catcher in baseball and and, and arguably the best right fielder in, in baseball in, in bryce harper so um you you now have a a, a extremely talented kind of Almost a, you know, probably a five tool player to be, to be honest with you. He's, he's pretty good defensively and uh, obviously won a silver slugger last year. So he can, he can certainly hit the ball. Uh, now you have, if you're Rob Thompson, you have, you have some, some options here. And, and Shane, my question to you is where are you batting Trey Turner in the lineup? Uh, let's call it after Harper returns. So you figure Harper is probably going to be hitting three or four. Where are you putting Trey Turner in this lineup? That's, oh, that's literally. Real quick. That's like the only debate. It's just like, you just got a great player. It doesn't really matter where you put them. That's like all people are talking about. Yeah. Where do you put them in the lineup? It's great. It's just, it's such a great problem to have. Oh, absolutely. I, th- a problem. I
1: think it, there's going to be other moves that, that are being made. Right. So what happens with you know, there's talk of Hoskins, what's going to happen with him, right? Uh, it seems like Stotts, the, the move is probably going to be to move him to second base to replace Segura, right? So mm-hmm. he can probably stay toward the end of the lineup. Um, but what happens with Hoskins? I mean, do you think, I guess my question back to you is, is he back next year?
0: Yes. Yes, I think he is. I, I agree.
1: I, I think he is too. I think the, the only real concern is just how piss poor he played in in the playoffs on yeah. the defensive end. Uh, but yeah. that has to be what he's thinking about all offseason. If there's one thing that he needs to work on, it's, okay, you don't need to be the number one hitter on this team, right? We have the hitting. You just mentioned that. You can be, as Hoskins, you can be the fifth, the sixth. You, you don't have to be that, you know, that that uh, cleanup hitter that he had been over the previous, since his entire tenure, really, with with the Phillies. Um, you know, even when Harper came, still batting, you know, around that, that same area. So I think... If he focuses on, on the defensive end, he should be back, which now you're right. It, it's, it's a great problem to have. Um, I, I think they're going to experiment with it, but I can see Harper just hitting earlier in the lineup once he comes back to to get him some more at-bats each game. Um, and Turner will be right there, three or four.
0: You could potentially be be looking at a lineup where, I mean, honestly, Hoskins could bat seventh. To be honest in the lineup, I mean, you could go... As it probably would be if Harper were healthy right now, I think it would be Schwarber, Turner, uh, Harper, uh, JT, and then you could you could honestly go Castianos, Bohm six, Hoskins, seven. I mean, Bo- Boom is probably the guy that you want to have sort of leading off the end of your your order. And look, if you bat Alec Bohm seventh. And then I expect a huge year from Bryson Stott. I, I really do. I, I think that guy has, has a lot of talent and I think he's going to just continue to get better. So I expect a big year from him. And then you have Marsh batting ninth, which is not bad. And the defense you get out of Marsh, it's like, he can also produce out of that nine hole pretty well. So, uh, you know, I think, I think there's, that's, that's a t- very tough line up top to bottom when, when Harper's playing. And then, you know, when Harper's not playing, then you, you, you know, you probably, I would assume, start with, with Derek Hall as your DH. <laughs> and obviously he's a big power threat. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an awesome, awesome problem, quote unquote, to have is, is how you kind of configure this lineup, uh, starting rotation also is taking, uh, taking shape. And this is a little bit of detour, not, not, not your next question, but, uh, they also, you know, Philly's also signed Tywin Walker who, uh, uh, you know, pitched for the Mets most recently and, and, you know, pitched, pitched pretty well. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be, you know, probably the, the third or fourth guy in, in this, in this rotation. Um. Uh, but the the read on him, I think, is that he's a really good teammate. Uh, he seems to be like a real charitable guy. He's always, uh, you know, wherever he goes, he's kind of out in the community. So I think that he's a good locker room fit uh, uh, where you're not going to, you know, change the culture too much. Um, but there's still a spot open on that rotation. And Thompson said at the winter meetings that the player with the best of the, of the three young guys, Mick Abel, uh, Griff McGarry and Andrew Painter, he said Painter has the best chance. To win that five spot coming out of spring training, uh Andrew Painter is nineteen years old. So you have, you know, the manager of the big club giving you this boost of confidence. This guy comes out and performs in spring training. Do they really start? He'll, he'll be twenty at the time. A twenty-year-old is your fifth starter.
1: Well, let me ask you this: Is isn't Painter the one who who won MVP in the in the Myers last year?
0: Yeah, they it was it was the first year the award was given out, and it was just it was basically best minor league player because I think that it's it's hard to say, you know, you're the MVP of whatever the league is in Double A because guys move so much. So yeah, best player in the minor. I mean,
1: regardless, even though it's it's the first year for the award, that's still recognition across the league for a lot of young players and. I shouldn't just say young players, a lot of players, right? There's some guys in the minors who are in their late 20s. Yeah. So to, to get that sort of recognition as such a young player, it seems like he is ready to 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 make the leap. And I think, you know, with pitchers, and I think you you go into, you know, quarterbacks in, in NFL and, uh, you know, even what's happening with Carter Hart with the Flyers right now, mm-hmm. confidence is, is so big for those type of players. So there's the debate, right? Is it good to have a guy come up you know, before he might be ready and get, get hit up a little bit and lose his confidence, or is it good to have a guy come up and say, you don't need to be the ACE right now. You just need to be our fifth pitcher and take some of that pressure off of him. Uh, you know, it, there's, there's no right answer. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what decision is made, but ultimately it's, again, it's a good problem to have. We have three young pitchers who could develop into ACEs and it's, it's a great problem to have.
0: You know, you mentioned, you mentioned Carter Hart and, and I think, I, you know, this is my, my opinion is for young guys. I mean, if Carter Hart, Hart was playing behind a better team, things are a lot different. We're talking Absolutely. a lot more about, about Carter Hart. Andrew Painter could come up and you have a team that has a, a definite hierarchy. You have, you know, Harper is the alpha dog and you have Real Muto, you have this, you have Hoskins, who's been here forever. You have Aaron Nola, who's been here forever. So you have these guys who are really in leadership roles. It's no BS. Like, this is a clubhouse that just went to the World Series. And I think that putting a young person in that situation, as opposed to the Baltimore Orioles calling a guy up in the middle of the season who's 19 and you're losing every single game and you're getting, you know, you're getting slack. No one gives a shit. Everyone, you know, is, is you know, leaving. Guys are faking injuries, the whole thing. Uh, that's not going to happen with, with this team. This team's going to win. And I think it's almost better to have, a young guy in that situation on a good team that's ready to win, that has the leadership. The flyers don't have that and Hart's just getting, yep. you know, I mean, yeah. it, it's just, it's a terrible situation.
1: For well, him. no, I mean, it's great. I mean, if you, you talked about the best catch, uh, the best catcher in baseball right now is the guy he'd be pitching to. And, you know, yes, real muto true. could really, yeah. really yeah. help him out. Just having that confidence to say, you know, you miss a pitch, like I'll, I'll get you back where it need to be. Like, trust me, I'll tell you what pitches to throw. There's also, you know, you look at some of the, what could be some of the similar similarities to what happened with the Braves last year, two years ago, they go win it. Then they come in, you get the, um, two young players that came in. One of them, I think Walker, uh, was his name. And he really impressed me when the, with the Phillies yep. faced him and, and, uh, you no know, later in the season. Uh, cause he he had his stuff. He had the ball moving. You know, you get a guy who comes into that weighing environment and they could just be used to it, like you mentioned.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking at it now. So Strider, a little bit older, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he was, I guess, 23 when he came up this season. So yeah, I think it's better to put these young players in, in a good situation. All right. Uh, moving on. We're going to actually stay right around the uh, sports complex because this Saturday, there's kind of a big football game there. The Army-Navy game. Shane, have you paid any attention to the Army-Navy game? Do you, do you have uh, did any research on that? I've not no not not once Well <laughs> the under in the Army Navy game has hit 16 years in a row. It's right, na- no. right now it's at 32 and a half.
1: So it's gone down. It was at 33 I, I, yeah. and a half
0: earlier. <laughs> I got it at 33 and a half. You got the under? Uh, just I mean doing the math like I just see a 21-10 game. Like I I but n- neither team is good this year and I think that that but I mean the last, because you have had years where Army's been very good or Navy's been very good, but the last 16 years, you understand, with every combination of both teams being good, both teams being bad, one team being good, one team being bad. So, and 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 I mean, even the years where I don't know what the line is on the game. It's it's probably really close. To, I don't know if you have it in front of you if, if it's not 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 a you know two point spread or something. It might even be closer to pick them. But um, both teams just seem to get up for it. I, I think so. If you if you yeah, have to mean, aside, it's two you, and two and
1: a half with Navy right now.
0: OK, that's probably fair. Uh, but yeah, I just see like I just see a 2110 type of game. You taking the under or are you going to you're going to say that this is the year that, that it breaks and uh, and you're going over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 32 and a half, I think, is the lowest over under I've heard in my entire life for a football game. I, I can't think of one that I've heard of that's that's been lower than that.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you would have to have like it would it would have it would have had to have been an Army Navy game if it happened because even if you have you know Georgia playing whoever, they're like, yeah, they're gonna, him, they're gonna shut them, they're gonna shut them out, yeah, yeah. I mean. I, I, think that the number on, on just, just the service academies when they play the unders, like hits <laughs> all the time and the running triple ops, the clock's moving the entire game. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not bold enough to take the over. I, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride it until, until it does. That's all. if you started uh 16 years ago, just putting hundred dollars on it every time and, and, you know, rolling over your money, yeah. um, you, you would, you would have 3.2 million dollars right, oh right now, <laughs> yeah, we got, we gotta yeah. find a trend like that. And get on it earlier. Hell yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we're going to go to University City here and talk a little uh, City Six basketball. So there a a story in the Athletic that I that I caught um earlier this week and basically the six teams in the city, they're, you know, Villanova, Penn, St. Joe's, LaSalle, Temple and Drexel are really working hard to put together some sort of, of semblance of what the Big 5 used to be. So just for for reference, they kind of get into this in, in the article. The, the Big 5 used to be at the plester, they would do triple headers and you would have, you know, maybe St. Joe's playing LaSalle and Villanova playing Penn or something. But then you would have a national game. You would have, you know, Michael Jordan on North Carolina playing whoever Duke at the, at the plester, just because mm-hmm. it was that kind of college basketball mecca. So I think they're they're trying to get back to that in, in some capacity. My question to you, Shane, do you care at all about about the big five, the the, the history of Philadelphia college basketball? Or do you just take it year to year? Uh,
1: that's a great question. I think <laughs> that's a really good question. It hasn't been, we haven't had a situation in which there's been two teams who have been competitive since I think those St. Joe's teams were were really competitive back in the day. And, you know, Temple's had their run, right? They they made the top 25 years in a row. We had that year with LaSalle. Was that 10 years ago? Um, maybe not even that long. But and Villanova's even, only been the only consistent. So it, it would be really nice to, to say yes to this answer. But at yeah. this point, the answer is no. I, I I mean, you look at some of the players that come out of Philadelphia though, oh, yeah. I think it'd be great to try and get some of those to to stick around the city, some of those players because you know, the NBA is littered with them. you know really? every year there's one or two more that go into it and it's just a shame that you know Duke usually gets one or two of them. Yeah, Louisville right. usually gets one or two right. of them So to try and get them to to stay in the city, um, you know, it'd be really nice to get some some of that uh homegrown town to to stay and, and and play in some of these games.
0: Yeah, I think there's I mean, you know, like I go to every Drexel game and, and Drexel this year will play uh will play Temple, LaSalle, and Penn. Um they actually play LaSalle uh Saturday, they've already lost to Temple and Penn. Um uh, so you know, they get they get three of them. The 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 problem is is Villanova. So Raleigh Massamino didn't want to play Games with the So that that kind of really put a halt to the big five. Um and then you get into the Jay Wright years, and it's like it's like I mean, you know, they typically would play a, a big five schedule, at least play three of the teams or something, but they were never putting it, you know, they were never putting it together with, with this like big five classic where they could do a triple head or something like that. But for, for Nova, it like, doesn't, it, it just doesn't make a ton of sense yeah, for them really to doesn't. have to play these city games where, you know, a lot of guys on the team might, might know each other and it's a little bit added there. So like, you know, when you're Jay Wright, you're like, I mean, I could play Delaware State or I could play Drexel. I might as well play Delaware State. Like, you know, maybe the competition level's similar, but I'd rather not play another in-city city game. So they're trying to work it out. I mean, I hope they do. I think, I think it could be fun. And I think the plaster, like, it's a dump, but I, I do enjoy watching games. I do enjoy the history of it. Um and, and I think something like, you know, like they had that Barstool Classic. They played at the Wells Fargo Center and no one shows up. Like, do that at the Pleasure and try to get LaSalle yeah. or something. I, yeah. I mean, I think there's ways to utilize one of the best venues in college basketball and, and just get more people there. I, I, think, it, I think. totally it would be, agree. It would they, they can figure it out. All right. A little bit of an abbreviated, Shane uh, Train, as we got to get into our NFL picks. So we're just going to make one more uh, quick stop. Shane, Doc Rivers' leash, how short is it?
1: So I'll say, actually, let me ask you this. How no many worries. Sixers games have you actually watched this year?
0: We'll see. Oh, man, you're, 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 you're ahead of me. Uh, so I watch, I mean, they've played, what, 24 games so far? Something like that. I've, They're I've, a way through the season. I've probably watched 20, something like that. Um, I mean, but you got to remember, I don't do anything on, on any weeknight, so I'm just going to watch the Sixers game over the Flyers, of course. But I think what you're getting at, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like, It doesn't feel like the Sixers are in season, right? No,
1: it does not. There's just
0: no hype behind this team. There's no energy behind it at all. I think a lot of that has to do with the Phillies, but there's nothing. There's no energy at all. There's nothing.
1: There's nothing right now. It is... I've um, been going to a
0: game all year. Not uh, not one.
1: I was asking myself this, (laughs) thinking to myself this recently, like, why am I... At this point in the season, I typically have watched 95% of their games, and to this point, I've only watched, I'd say, a handful um of the games live right yeah yeah the rest of them like i rec- I dvr every game and i come back and, and skim through them so i so that i can watch them but i've only watched about five live and it, the the one thing that that really hit me was even when the team was healthy earlier in the season it just wasn't fun to watch like they they weren't a fun team to watch no. um no. you know maxi is one of the most exciting players in the nba that probably a little bit of homerism coming into that but he's truly watching what he's developed into in such a short time frame and the energy that he brings is electric. The rest of the team like even Embiid's body language earlier in the year it wasn't great. Harden hasn't really done anything for me. Uh the bench hasn't done anything it just it hasn't been fun to watch those games and maybe it's the scheduling some of the matchups that they've had haven't been haven't been that great. Um you know even when they play teams like memphis you know like typically those are the type of games that you have to tune into and they just haven't really been that way so far this year i do think yeah. like you mentioned the the eagles have a lot to do with that the phillies have yeah. a lot to do with that yeah. and you know as the nfl winds down i think it's going to it's going to pick up and once we get to the um trade deadline uh that that's going to help spice things up as well but um yeah it's it's been a dull dull start to the season
0: yeah, it, it really has. And I think a, another part of it for me was, like, the first, you know, 10, 15 games the season, it's, you know, he's only playing off the bench, Melton, Harrell, Daniel yeah. House, and then you got Tucker in the starting lineup. So, you know, Shake Milton. Didn't play. Korkmaz didn't play. The guys yeah. you know just didn't didn't play. Uh, Thiebault just still in the doghouse. You know, he, yeah. the guy, the guy went from starting, didn't get a second vaccination, and might as well just just be on Mars for for doctor. It's just it was crazy. Like it, it just made I, I don't know. The only the only game that I got really excited for was when they played the Nets, and that's like. I don't know. I mean, who cares really? You know, it's who well, cares? at
1: that point. I mean, you know, Philly swear got bashed for that game because of the, the lack of energy in the, in the they stadium did, yeah. for, for That's how right. they treated yep. Simmons. I mean, it, it, you know, they, they boot him every time he touched the ball, but it wasn't, I'd say anything like you, you'd expect. Um, that being said, I, you know, in that game specifically, without having any of your players play, it's it's fascinating that they came through and won that game against when Kevin Durant's on the court. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, that, that's a few yeah. weeks ago at this point. Yeah. So your your original question was how short is uh Doc's leash? Who I guess who at this point would you say is out there to that 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 might be available to them. I know one of the names, Jay, Wright, That we just talked about with the, you know, uh, college basketball, he just took a broadcasting job. So I, it doesn't sound like he's interested in coming back to coaching for anyone. I know that was one of the rumors early on. Is there anyone out there that really, you know, jumps out as a potential candidate?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're, well, (laughs) you may you do. It would, would be would be one. I mean, he was an assistant here, but well, well I obviously, Boston, th-
1: there has to be more to that story because Boston well hired him, right? Like that was a story that they hired him and that didn't come to fruition. So I feel like there might be more uh, uh, Brooklyn, Bru- Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, because because Boston made it seem like it was some it was a, essentially just a violation of team rules. But obviously, you don't fire a guy who takes you to the finals his first year and is clearly one of the best coaches in the game. Because of a violation of team rules, that stuff gets swept under the rug all the time. So obviously he did something pretty heinous. Because Brooklyn hires him, looks into it, and they can't hire him. So, yeah. um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, I I I I am still a Doc Rivers fan, and I think that, yeah, I, I mean, Daryl Morey brings in these guys. You better play them. You better play Daniel House. Like,
1: yeah.
0: and I think that's going to get old, and and you're going to start winning games. But look, once Maxi comes back and you're healthy, I, I think you just. You just out-talent teams like you did a lot last year. But if they don't, then then we're going to have something really to talk about. If, and, if you and hey,
1: back. I mean, you know, even when you look at the Philly season last year, they were dull for for a while, and then they went on that run where they, they won eight games in a row. They, yeah. they won 13 of 15, and the Sixers do that, and everyone in the city is going to be talking about yeah. them and, and right back, cool. you know, on, on the bandwagon. So. I
0: mean, you know what? happen for the Phillies to go on that tear as they fired the manager. So yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. But that's that's what everyone I think is, is comparing this to. But uh, like you said you, you probably don't have a Rob Thompson on the on the Sixers bench. That's a Shane train. Let's get into our NFL picks.
1: Place your bets. NFL week 14 there are six teams on by this week. And as I'm looking through this uh, this slate, I actually had a lot of trouble coming up with five games that i love and felt confident and a lot of it also comes down to there's a ton of divisional matchups this week so as we get into december football um this this is gonna be a tough one so atlanta's on a buy uh when they come back they're gonna give the the rookie uh what's his name ritter uh the the starting job chicago's on a buy green bay's on a buy indy's on a buy oh they burned me last week new orleans (laughs) is on a buy and the washington commanders are also want to buy so six teams on buy. a lot of divisional matchups um joe last week uh three and two i i went so i i snuck out another that's a couple winning win. weeks in a row for you yeah yeah we're we're bouncing back we're bouncing back so um that's doing pretty us- well
0: my usual two and three so <laughs> you know it's the standard standard it is it's perfect so all let's uh
1: let's hop in and uh start to break down some of these games
0: all right first game on the slate We have the Ravens uh, minus Lamar Jackson at the Steelers. The Steelers are minus two at home. Shane, do you have a play?
1: I do. Me too. Me too. Oh, boy.
0: What's your play? I am taking the Ravens. The Tyler Huntley-backed Baltimore Ravens plus two at Pittsburgh.
1: Head-to-head, baby. Head-to-head.
0: Oh, here we go. Is is your your reasoning just because the Ravens without Lamar Jackson?
1: So it is more on the uh, Steelers defense. Uh, This is the reason that I took them last week against the Falcons. And the NFL is really just like riding waves, right? Like teams, teams are up and down. Uh, You know, we saw it with the Eagles who struggled for a few weeks in a row in the past two weeks. They look like, you know, the best team in in, that's ever played football. Um, The Steelers are playing extremely well on defense since tj watt came back i think that the ravens are going to be one-dimensional trying to run the ball and i think tj watt does a great job of stopping that the steelers also have minka fitzpatrick back and huntley doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to so with uh fitzpatrick back going up against the banged up andrews i just don't i don't see the the wide receivers able to beat um the Steelers and I think they're gonna make it a, a one dimensional game. They're gonna stack the box and I think slow down some of the 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 Ravens uh uh r- rushing attack.
0: Yeah, I I definitely see where you're coming from. I th- I think the the main reason I, I I like I like Baltimore in this in this spot is is their defense has has really played played well the last I mean, granted you're playing the Broncos. Um you know you had a you had a yeah, you, know, you play the Broncos, the Saints, and the Panthers. Your defense is going to look pretty good. Obviously, you lose to uh, Jacksonville in that game, but but I think the Ravens have, have you know stepped up a little bit on the defense side of the ball. I think that they can can cause some issues for Harris, definitely some issues for for Kenny Pickett. And I mean, I'm just taking the Ravens getting two. I think Harbaugh is good enough to to get it done. I want to do. I was thinking about this. I want I want to figure out a a stat. So after or, or before or after like a big. Ravens or Michigan football game. I want to see how the other brother does. Like I want to see what John Harbaugh's record is after Michigan, Michigan plays uh on a Saturday. All right. Wow. Head to head on the first game. Second game, we can't have a head to head because I don't have a play. It is the Jets at the Bills. The Bills are minus ten at home, looking for a little revenge uh from the earlier season matchup where I think we both took the Jets in that one and, and covered. But uh Shane, do you have a play in this one? I do not.
1: I'm, I'm yeah. staying away. Um, this actually, the only thing that I'm really looking at for this game, we'll get into some, two others later, is a potential, there's not many weeks that you can do this, but a potential three-team, 10-point tease. Uh, this yeah. may be one of those weeks uh, based on some of the teams they're playing. So we'll get into some of the other ones late, but I won't be taking uh, any team straight up in this game.
0: Yep. All right. Game everyone is talking about. Vikings at Lions. I now have the line at Lions minus two. So Wait,
1: are you sure this isn't one and a half or two and a half?
0: I see two right now.
1: Okay. I'm just surprised there's not this a hook is, on this game on, because this the line
0: games. smells fishy. So all right. Everyone's talking about this game. I think there is a new there's the new breed of gambler. So you, you had just the average Joe's you you had, you had the Philly and the over people, the home team and the points. You, you always want that. Now there's, you know, I think there's more and more of these like, you know, pseudo sharp gamblers who are looking at trends, looking at stats and understand like, Oh, that line's fishy. I better take, you know, uh, the, the lions minus two. And I think people are, are, are kind of buying into that. And then you can see some stats about how well the lions play at home. I think a lot of people are buying into that. Uh, I'll tell you, he's not buying into that. Me Vikings. Plus two or two and a half if you get it for me, but I'll take in the Vikings plus two in this game.
1: Ooh, another head-to-head. All oh my the god,
0: here we go! All right, so I you're one, one of those. The you're lines. one of you're one of those guys. Do you just smell you the have one, fishy one of those
1: line? Uh, semi semi sharps? So yeah, absolutely. Pseudo.
0: Do you see? Uh, <laughs> do Do you see the Lions winning this football game? You really do.
1: The Lions are great at home when they have Amon St. Brown. They are the seventh best offense in the entire league. He's healthy again. Swift has come back. Last week was the first week since week one. They wasn't on the injury report. He's not going to take over from Jamal Williams because Jamal Williams is playing so well on offense, but he's going to be that passing down threat and i just see this being an absolute shootout the best bet in this game is probably to just take the over i don't even know what it is probably a 54 and a half would be my guess 51 um, and a half 51 and a half take the over these two teams cannot stop the passing attack they they can't do it so i think that um that you know you have a 10 and two team who's an underdog
0: I, against i know the detroit lions yeah i i'm i am well aware that's why i'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not buying into it i i you look Usually, if a line looks fishy, I'm I'm all over it. But but this one, so no.
1: Let me ask you this: If this Sticking line was Vikings, without what you know now with the line, if this line was Vikings minus three, who would you be on?
0: The Vikings. I think they're going to win this game. You'd pretty still handily. be on the Vikings, and, and I think I think one of the things that I always look for in the NFL is kind of what's going on around the team at the time they're playing. You and I took I did this with the with the Giants and Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. You see, Dan Campbell he's crying in every single locker room, like post game press conference or post post game celebration after they win these games. They've been like stringing wins together. You know, they keep doing it. They're gonna have it. They're gonna be sniffing the playoffs, maybe. And I just think that they have to come out flat eventually. And I, I, look, I think the Vikings are better than people give them give them credit for. I, I really do. And I think that Justin Jefferson is is still. You know, we said at the beginning of the year, just that kind of game changer who can who who can you know take over game himself. I think there's a chance that he does it.
1: The right now, the bets that are coming in are 50 50.
0: Wow, however,
1: 92 percent of the money is on Detroit.
0: Insane, see, but, but here's what I'm thinking I'm thinking is happening like, there are enough just, just average Joe betters who say, Oh, the, the smart money is going on here, and then that totally inflates it. So maybe you have, I don't know, 70 percent of the money going on Detroit, and then you get all these schmucks on it, like you, who are going to, who are going <laughs> to, so who are going to, what's jump our head to head record? I'd be embarrassed. It is. Five and two, six and two, but I I I have a man. We have two already. All right, and we are into game four, so I I have a play on this. So let's see. uh the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are minus five and a half at home. Shane, do you have a play? I do. Oh my god! (laughs) All right, what's your play? I'm going Bengals minus five. Okay, all right, we're we're on the same side of this one.
1: That's good to know. We are when we're on the same side. I I looked this up this week uh, because I was curious because we've we've the past few times that we said we'd be on the same side we've we've won so we're nine six and three on the year when we're on the same side. Now there's a few reasons for this. The first the first note I had was uh Deshaun Watson's just he's gonna be sore like he didn't play for 700 days do you remember when we used to play football up at the gauntlet center every Saturday walking into the lunchroom that Monday like Mm -hmm. I couldn't bend my knees because of how sore I was playing football and this guy hadn't played football competitively in 700 days and he went 12 for 22 131 yards one interception did he rush the ball well? No, he did not. Seven rushes for 21 yards. They scored, the Browns scored 27 points and zero offensive touchdowns. Just, just I, I couldn't believe it. And you were on the Texans, so I'm sure you couldn't believe it either. Now, oh. the Browns want, The Browns also beat the Bengals earlier in the year, 32 to 13. So I think there's going to be a little more incentive on the, the Bengals side, even though they're coming off those two big wins, right? they beat the,
0: They've won every game since they've lost that game to the Browns.
1: They, But the past two weeks, they beat the Titans. right?
0: They then go
1: in and and beat Kansas City again. They beat Mahomes the past three times they've played him. So what what they do to players like Mahomes, especially in the secondary, right? They confuse him. Mahomes was not his, I'd say, usual self or what we come to expect of that. Now, do that to a guy who hasn't played football in over two years. He's going to be seeing ghosts by the fourth quarter. I think the Bengals win this easily.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm not, I'm not really scared of the five and a half. And like, I, I, I when I saw it, I was like, that, 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 that line is not, not right. This, this should be a touchdown, but then I kind of thought like, okay, I kind of see where they're coming from. But I, I think the way the Bengals are rolling right now, I, I, I just, I just see no way that, that they don't, they don't, they don't cover this. They don't cover this, spread. they are, they are a really hot team. And I've said it the last couple of weeks, uh, this is when they get hot and then yeah. they're doing it and they're going to ride this, this wave into the playoffs and look out. All right. So we finally are on the same side uh, next game. I don't have a play on, but uh, this could be one of your potential uh, teas options. We have the Texans at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are minus 17 and a half at home because they are America's team and everyone loves the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. The Cowboys just destroyed my soul last week when, when I had the Colts, I think plus 12 and a half and they scored, I think 33 points and I don't know if it's the second half or the fourth, whatever it was, but it, it just, it it really, it hurt me. It hurt me. Now, I'm going with the Texans. I'm locked oh, it up. 17 okay. and a half. So the Cowboys uh, have had the the number one defense over the past, I think it was six weeks or something like that. The Texans have had the 32nd offense. Uh, so last in offense. Uh, and the there's really no other reason to to do this other than like it's sports, weird stuff happens. Yeah. Like I, I'm just 17 and a half points is so much in the uh, NFL. And this was my same reason logic last week when I had 12 and a half on, on, on the Colts, but I'm going back to it and plus 17 and a half, just give me the points. I'm probably not watch a game. Just hold my nose and, and pray for this. Um, the only other thing I could look at is like the Cowboys have the Texans, the Jaguars, and then they play the Eagles. Right. And then I think they have the Titans and the commanders. So this could be one of those where the Cowboys know that they're the more talented team. They can just go out there on the field and beat them and they might start to look ahead for that Eagles matchup. Uh, So I'm just going to take 17 and a half points. And uh, yeah, pray. I
0: like it. All right. We got the birds. Giants. Giants are plus seven home underdogs. Uh, my lean is the Giants. They're, I mean, I think they're nine and three against the spread uh, at home, getting seven points. But I'm not going to touch it.
1: I lean Giants too, but I so well last week. I, I, just... I couldn't lock it up. I mean, two weeks ago the Eagles go out there and rush the ball for just an un, unreal statistic, and then last week they go in there and say, okay, what's this defensive weakness? And they have the ability to adapt and just destroy that weakness, which was their passing attack. And uh, I, I think the Eagles are just clicked on all cylinders and they, they show the ability to to really beat teams in multiple ways. So I, I lean Giants, but based on the past two weeks, I I just I'm not going to I'm not going to play it. All
0: right. Jags at Titans. Titans are minus four at home. I feel like these teams will play each other 100 times this year. <laughs> I feel like every week they play each other. Uh, I have nothing on it.
1: This is my final lock so oh boy i originally locked this up for the titans but after doing some research i switched it up so the titans uh they beat bad teams they're they're playing really well against teams that are under 500 but against teams over 500 they i think are one in five so they um the the reason i i switched this over into the jaguars was if we think about what happened two weeks ago when the jags played the ravens the ravens don't have a passing attack and the Titans do not have a passing attack, so the the Jaguars are better at stopping the wrong. I know we talk about King Henry in, in December, but he hasn't showed up the past four weeks. He he hasn't played well. So, no. enough. It's him getting old, still recovering from from that injury. But I think the the Titans aren't going to be able to pass the ball at all, and I think the Jaguars are going to stack the box. So give me give me plus four. Um, I'm I'm on this if the. Uh, We'll see what happens with Lawrence. I think he is going to play, but if something changes there, I might reconsider, but I'm going to lock it up at, at four right now.
0: All right, moving on. I was so close to locking this one up. Chiefs at Broncos. The Broncos are plus nine at home. I was very close to taking the Chiefs. I, I think they're going to blow them out, but something just doesn't feel right about this game, so I am staying far away from it.
1: Yeah, the, the Broncos defense is legit. Like well, that's I'd, what, what yeah. was that stat we gave last week if if they've averaged eighteen points, 18 a, game, points a game seven and two going into <laughs> yeah, last week or whatever yep. it was? But the Chiefs are coming off that loss, and I think they might just take some anger out. You know, Kelsey had that fumble late that that crumpled them. I think they might come out and just, just take it all out on on the uh, Broncos. But nine and is a, a lot for a division game. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, let the Broncos get a field goal on the first drive, and then I'll put a billion dollars on on the Chiefs. Like get get that down to seven or something, six six and a half. Oh my god, I'd be all over it. Yeah,
1: so Mahomes still hasn't lost. I guess the record's not November and December anymore. It's just in uh, December okay. um, because of the loss last week. But I, I also saw something like he's never lost to a division opponent on the road. <laughs> what, what um? <laughs> well, wow wow,
0: uh, what did I I just saw something online. It was um. Oh god, I wish I could remember what it was. It was like the season ticket holder gift the Broncos gave. It was something like... No, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was... uh, it, it was. I guess I have something called like the United Club in, in okay. the stadium, and I I think it's a season ticket perk. Um, so they give you a gift for you know whatever it is, paying the money to go. And it was um, it was like a like a patch, like you would iron onto like a school bag, and it said like. I think it said let's ride and have like a United logo in the corner. <laughs> and oh it God. came in this like elaborate box. And This guy was just like, you know, I really wish they would have just given me my money back for the season instead of a patch. <laughs> but here we are. All right. Uh Bucks at Niners. The Niners are minus three and a half at home. I'm locking rock- up the Purdy. Bucks. You're I'm- locking up the Bucks? I'm locking up the Bucks. Okay. I still, I still think this line is off. Even with Brock Purdy starting, I still find this fishy. The Bucks are bad.
1: That They're is really bad.
0: bad. I mean, and, and I watched I watched the entire game where they play Monday night just just out of rooting interest against against the Saints. Obviously, the Eagles can can kind of get a better draft pick from them. That's a, that's a really. I mean, you know, Brady did his thing at the end of the game. Like, but that was not. I was not confident. It wasn't like Josh Allen coming out with two minutes left or something oh, like where you're no confident. It. it was this guy was put piecing it together. They had like bad penalties. It's a bad team, but three and a half against Brock Purdy. I'm 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 going to jump on it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's Brock Purdy versus Tom Brady. I think that the headline this week was Brock Purdy was six months old when Tom Brady entered the league. I love you it. had Mister Mister Revel- Irrelevant, uh, uh, you know, a third string QB. No, yep. I'm not touching it. I I think this is also me just being sour on on the fact that um, the Brock party beat beat the Dolphins last week when I was on the Dolphins.
0: All right. My my last lock, um, Panthers, Seahawks, two teams that I have uh, seem to be attached to the hip at every week. I, I play one of these teams. I'm taking the Panthers plus four and a half.
1: I was so close to locking this up as well. I like I like this... this pick.
0: This and I'm also considering the under. I mean, neither defense is, is a wheat, but I think both teams are going to rely on running the ball. I think, I think Deontay Foreman is played really well for the Panthers. Yeah. So I think that, I think that he, he, he adds like something that, you know. Obviously it's not Christian McCaffrey, but I just think it's more of like a more of like a, you know, it's it's like a stable paycheck as opposed to, you know, waiting to win the lottery. I mean, this guy's gonna run twenty five times and probably get 110 yards and maybe have a touchdown. But I think that that, that kind of helps helps them. And then of course the Seahawks are gonna run the ball with with the rookie Kenneth Walker. So Well
1: if he plays, I mean he got banged up. Oh, that's right. And he got banged up. I know uh Metcalf's actually listed on the injury report this week as and, well.
0: Um yeah, I, I I is he gonna play, Metcalf?
1: I think Metcalf will. I, I'm. I'm not sure if Kenneth Walker will though. And you know, Rashad I, Penny is injured as well. Yeah. So they. They're really who's a DJ Dallas. I think is is their other running back. They, <laughs> Wait, is that is that a real is that a
0: real person's name?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow.
0: Incredible. All right. Uh, so we don't have plays on the next. Next two games, we have the Dolphins and the Chargers. The Chargers are plus three at home. I, I don't know. I I can't stand the Dolphins. So just... The
1: Dolphins actually played really well last week, all things considered. They they were in that game. They just stupid, yeah. stupid turnovers against, uh, against the 49ers. That that one yeah. really hurt. That one hurt yeah. last week, but I'm well, staying away.
0: Yeah, Coach is all, all cool guy with the glasses and the watches. And, and, then and we the still ball know over who the so. Chargers are. Yeah, yeah I know. we're never going to know. All right. And then Monday night football. <laughs> what a game. Patriots at Cardinals the Cardinals are getting two at home I, I would lean New England and and you know seeing how I do on Sunday maybe I'll if, I, if I'm up a little bit I'll, I'll put it on the Patriots but um, yeah I'm, I'm going to stay away from it for uh, for now.
1: Yeah, I've been on the last few Monday night games, and I I just hate waiting to to see if I'm a winner or loser based on a Monday night game. I I was leaning toward the Patriots, but the the only thing that really made me hesitant for this is the Patriots have really gotten killed by those mobile rushing quarterbacks. You see what Justin Fields did against them, you see what Josh Allen did against them, and that is my only thing that that kept me away from from locking this up. Um, so I'm going to stay away for now.
0: Agreed. And those are Week 14 NFL locks.
1: Place your bets. For Jerry Simonera, I'm Shane Curran. That's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, and always bet on yourself.
0: Philly and the Over is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe?